It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Monday, February 22nd, and these are the top stories the Chi-Chi team is watching right now. An independent investigation has found that the Aurora, Colorado police officers who stopped Elijah McClain in August 2019 had absolutely no legal basis to do so. As the 23-year-old was walking home from a convenience store, police approached him for being, quote, a suspicious black male and put McClain in a carotid chokehold where he stated that he could not breathe. Paramedics waited almost seven minutes after arriving before attending to McClain which they injected him with a sedative. His death was found to have happened quickly. The city of Aurora hired a panel of investigators to examine the officers and paramedics' decisions that led to McLean's death after intense national scrutiny. His death, along with many others, sparked a wave of protests against police brutality against Black Americans. McLean's mother has said he, quote, should never have been stopped by the police, never have been arrested, never have been subjected to extreme force by the police, and should never have been forcibly injected with ketamine. She added that Aurora officials violated her son's constitutional rights, and the city is, quote, responsible for Elijah's tragic death by virtue of its employees' unlawful and unconscionable actions. The Colorado Attorney General's Office and the Department of Justice are now conducting investigations to determine if criminal charges are warranted. This just validates the hesitation that people of color have with Trump supporters. If you don't believe that their support of Trump was and is about race, then you're really not paying attention. Harry Dunn, a Capitol Police officer, was covering the front line against pro-Trump rioters during the insurrection that happened in January. During an interview on ABC News Monday morning, he revealed that, as he was working, he was subject to relentless racist abuse from insurrectionists. While surrounded by rioters, Dunn recalled that his lungs burned from pepper spray and bear mace. And then, through the pain, he started crying. When a colleague asked him what was wrong, Dunn broke down about the level of racist vitriol that spewed from the Trumpist rioters. Dunn said that racist slurs were thrown at him dozens of times as he protected the building. He asked himself, quote, Is this America? They beat police officers with Blue Lives Matter flags. They fought us. They had Confederate flags in the U.S. Capitol. They were terrorists. They tried to disrupt this country's democracy. That was their goal. In the six weeks since the riot occurred, Dunn has seen some people try to dismiss the attempted government coup as being solely motivated by politics. That race was not a factor. But that's far from the truth. Clearly, as Dunn was seen and treated as a target. It's about damn time. Fashion designers are finally stepping up to recruit more talent from historically Black colleges and universities. During the rise of civil rights protests in 2020, a multitude of Black fashion industry professionals founded the Black and Fashion Council. Currently, one of the initiatives of the organization is career recruiting and mentorship for the next generation of Black talent. 
Yeah, there are great programs in New York, Los Angeles, and London, but they're not the only institutions that exist. Many HBCUs have developed blossoming fashion programs, including Howard University, Clark Atlanta, and Bowie State University. According to an assistant professor at Delaware State, unfortunately, students at HBCUs, quote, don't get the opportunities to move on to the next level, and they just disappear from the fashion industry. Folks, that's another way how systemic racism works, in case you're still in denial. HBCUs have been fighting tooth and nail to ensure their students stand a chance of landing positions with notable fashion companies post-graduation. And slowly but surely, fashion companies are starting to put more emphasis on them. Seeing as to how fashion tends to rip off and culturally appropriate Black designers and trends, we can say that this effort is long overdue. Donald Trump really does not want us to know whatever is in his tax returns. And the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is tired of his shenanigans. In a seemingly unanimous decision announced Monday, the Supreme Court said it will not stop Manhattan's DA from enforcing a subpoena for Trump's personal and financial tax returns. The district attorney had subpoenaed records from Mazars, an accounting firm with a decades-long relationship with Trump's business. In turn, Trump tried to block the release by suing, but that did not work. Maybe you've seen this circulating on the web, got grossed out, and then brushed it off because you debated about whether or not it was fake news. I know I did. But it is fact that people are taking COVID tests up their butts. Of course, conspiracy theories have tackled the method as the government's attempt to take away not only our political liberties, but our body autonomy as well. In recent weeks, China has ramped up its use of anal swabs to test for the virus. The test reportedly involves a saline-soaked cotton swab being inserted one to two inches inside the rectum before it's swirled around a bit to collect a sample. Some evidence suggests that COVID-19 survives longer in feces. Therefore, doing a test in people's rectums could prove to be more effective than through their noses and mouths. The assistant director of the Office of Health Promotion at the College of William & Mary says experts have been looking into these sort of tests since the start of the pandemic and that they're not just some random Chinese innovation. While China has tested the method over the past few months, other countries decided that this form of coronavirus testing may not be the most efficient, given how invasive and impractical it can be. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. 